Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It is Friday, March 26th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. On today's show, we'll hear from John Morris, the play-by-play man for the Baylor Bears. John is a Big 12 original. He's in his 26th year calling Baylor men's basketball and football games, and he was kind enough to join us to discuss the Bears' run to the Sweet 16. Baylor's got a tough one. It'll take on Villanova, winner of two of the last four national championships, Saturday's game in the South region. Arkansas and Oral Roberts are also in that regional. The Bears are carrying the Big 12 flag as the last conference team standing, so we'll talk about how this became Scott Drew's greatest Baylor team. But first, we have some catching up to do. As is always the case around the NCAA tournament, there's plenty of movement among players, coaches, and administrators. Let's talk about a few of those. Missouri's had a busy week in the transfer portal business. First, the Tigers lost Xavier Pinson, their second leading scorer this season. Pinson's third year in a Mizzou uniform ended on a sour note. He played sparingly in the Tigers' loss to Oklahoma, in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and you could tell something was wrong. After the game, Mizzou coach Conzo Martin said he thought he, he could get more production in that game, especially in the second half, from Drew Bugs, but it wasn't enough. Pinson had played a big role in the team's success this season, and you could say his uneven play down the stretch contributed to Missouri's poor finish. The Tigers went 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. Auburn's one of the schools Pinson is considering as his next stop, and what a blow that would be to Mizzou if he stayed in the Southeastern Conference. But the transfer portal giveth and taketh away for Missouri. On Thursday night, Amari Davis announced he was transferring to Missouri. Davis is a 6'4 guard and Ohio native who spent his first two years at Wisconsin Green Bay. He averaged 17.2 points last season and 15.9 as a freshman. He hit only 28% of his threes this past season, but at least he attempted them. As a freshman, he was only 0 for 8, so apparently he he changed his game to become a little more perimeter-oriented. So Pencil Davis into next year's starting lineup. Missouri still has scholarships available, assuming the five seniors from this season move on. They all have an additional year of eligibility because of the pandemic if they want it, but Conzo Martin has said he doesn't expect his seniors to return. Also in the transfer portal, in, in this news, the Casey Ruse top player, Brandon McKissick, has opened the door and he has entered the transfer portal. McKissick averaged 17.2 points and shot 43% on three-pointers as a senior last season. And because he was a senior, he won't count against a team's scholarship limit. Kansas and Missouri have expressed interest in landing Brandon McKissick. be interesting to see where he ends up. Kansas State also made news this week. The contract of athletic director Gene Taylor was extended through the 2026-27 school year. Taylor was hired in 2017 from Iowa, where he was the deputy AD. Before that, he was the athletic boss at North Dakota State, and it was from that school that Taylor hired Chris Kleiman to become the Wildcats football coach after the 2018 season. Kleiman's had Kansas State Bowl eligible in each of his two years, and the Wildcats are 2-0 
against Oklahoma in those seasons. Of course, the Sooners went on to win the Big 12 championship both years. It looks like there won't be a change at basketball coach with Bruce Weber returning. I say all this because the most visible role of an athletic director is in the decisions he makes with coach he or she makes with coaches, the hiring, the firing, the extended, extending, the retaining. Give Gene Taylor high marks overall for the job he has done at Manhattan. And speaking of Kansas State, one of the greatest figures in its athletic history made news on Thursday. Lon Kruger announced he's ending his career as a head coach. And what a career for the former two-time Big 8 Player of the Year for the Wildcats in the mid-1970s. Kruger coached at six schools over 35 seasons, the last 10 at Oklahoma. The others were Texas Pan American, Kansas State, Florida, Illinois, and UNLV. The last five he took those last five schools, he took to the NCAA tournament, and he's one of three coaches, along with Rick Pitino and Tubby Smith, to take five different teams to the NCAA tournament. Two Kruger teams went to Final Fours, Florida in 1994, and Oklahoma with Buddy Heald in 2016. In his four years as Kansas State's coach, Kruger went to the NCAA tournament four times, peaking with that 1988 Elite Eight team with Mitch Richmond. Kansas State's had some great coaches, Hall of Famers like Jack Gardner and Tex Winder, and then there's Cotton Fitzsimmons, Dana Altman, Jack Hartman, and Kruger as well. He won 674 college games. He spent four seasons in the NBA, three as head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. I suspect we'll see Lon Kruger relocate to UNLV, where his son Kevin has taken the head coaching job, his first head coaching job, with the Running Rebels. Great career for Lon Kruger. Best of luck to him. Hey, before we come back with our conversation with John Morris, I wanted to play a couple clips that I found on social media involving Lon Kruger. Seth Davis is the he's the one who asked the questions, and I think it must have been during the 2016 Final Four. He asked Lon about his Kansas State days as a coach and a player. You'll you'll hear a little background music with these, but it doesn't interfere with the sound. So here's Lon Kruger talking to Seth Davis, and then after a break. We'll talk about the last Big 12 team standing in the NCAA tournament, the Baylor Bears, with the school's assistant athletic director for broadcasting, John Morris. Get the chance to be the head coach of your alma mater. Why, why leave Kansas State after only four years? Did you have a sense that maybe you'd taken that program as far as it was going to go? You know, I got the job at Kansas State at 33 and uh, probably didn't fully appreciate maybe what was happening at that point, the opportunity to be a general mother. And on the other hand, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the the losing there probably hurt way more than anywhere else because I think felt maybe responsibility, felt more ownership. You know, certainly, uh, you know, uh, money is always a factor and Florida came along and, and uh, maybe the timing was right uh, from, a, from a Florida perspective. But you had a special college experience at Kansas State. Uh, two-time Big 8 Player of the Year. You were a shortstop uh, on the baseball team. Do your players really know what a good athlete you are? Uh, they, uh, number one, we, we had championship teams, so that you know that award had to go to someone on the championship teams. I think that was more the reason than anything else. We had great teammates, 
you know, and, and great teams. Coach Hartman was a terrific coach, and, and we had success as a, as a team. But probably before you, anything on YouTube? Uh, any highlights of yours? I don't think yours? so. Not, not, that, not, not any that I've seen. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. All right, John, the first thing I'd like to know is all the Scott Drews had several terrific teams at Baylor. Uh, over the years since arriving in, in Waco in, in, in 2003. What, what what distinguishes this team? This is his first number one seed and uh, first Big 12 championship team. What is it about this team that uh, the, that kind of pushes it over the top for, for Scott? Yeah, I think the really good teams that he's had here, you know, when you think about 2010, Elite Eight, 2012, Elite Eight, teams like those, the really good teams have great chemistry, and and this is one of those. You know, just the guys get along. They like each other. You know, they're unselfish, and there's just great team chemistry. And, and uh, you know, some of those teams that I mentioned have had that uh, really high level, and I think this one may be the best at that. They just all seem to get along really well, support each other, very unselfish. You know, you got three guards there who could be stars on a lot of teams and they're willing to share the spotlight for the betterment of the team. And I I think that's a big part of this. Obviously they're, they're physically talented, you know, basketball players, but just the uh, uh, approach that they have to this team first is really, really good. Yeah. And, and, and Butler Teague and Mitchell, I mean, what a threesome that group is. And I think rank among the better threesomes and look, I'm not trying to sell anybody else short, but those guys in particular are just phenomenal. They're, they play so hard too. It's a, um, they, they really get after it. I don't know what the pro careers of those guys are going to be, but they're out, they're outstanding college players that, that play that are talented and, and play really hard. The other thing that strikes me about this team is, you know, when I think of Baylor historically good Baylor teams, I always thought of like, talented big guys, right? Um, the Isaiah Austins, the Perry yep. Jones, Quincy H. You know, Scott has run so many good big guys through the program over the years. And this one doesn't have that, you know, that shot blocking, you know, all America type guy, uh, but he's got enough size. They, Baylor doesn't get pounded on the boards or anything like that. It, it's, it's, 
pretty complete team, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think that shows the ability of our coaches to adapt, you know, to run a style that that works for the personnel that are here. Uh, you remember when when he was running the zone defense and it was so good. And a big part of that was the length on the wings. You know, you remember Anthony Jones, he was 16. Oh, yeah. He was playing a wing. Uh, well, they don't have that, you know, with this team and really haven't had that for the last couple of years. And that's part of the reason that coach went with uh, a man defense. And it's been really, really successful also. So I just think that points out, you know, they're going to do what's best with the personnel that they have and make it uh, work well for the guys that are here. Well, I think that speaks well, too, to, to uh, Scott Drew's willingness to adjust as well. I mean, look, Syracuse is a zone team, will always be a zone team. And I remember uh, Temple under John Chaney, always a zone team. You know, that's what Baylor was for, for a lot of the first part of Scott's career. But, but he, he has – we'll see the zone every once in a while. But I, I think he's – you know, he, he understands his personnel is better than most nights than the other team's personnel. So let's man up and, and beat you that way. Yeah, very much so. And, and you know, there's some coaches, I think, who would dig their heels in and say, no, I'm a zone coach. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything else. But for our, our uh, coaches, and that's Coach Drew and the entire staff, to be adaptable like that, I think it does say a lot about them. Okay, we mentioned some of the, the, the other Baylor teams in the tournaments over the years. I remember the, the 2010 team getting to the Elite Eight in Houston, as I recall. Um, right. I mean, that was almost like head spinning the success that, uh, you know, the, 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 the quickness was with, with which, you know, Scott Drew's program got to an elite eight after the, you know, the, the problems that he inherited. And of course they lost to Duke two years later, they're in the elite eight again. They, they lose to Kentucky. I might add that both Duke and Kentucky went on to win the national championships those years. <laughs> then there was another sweet 16 team, but then there was the, you know, I, I think programs that experienced the, you know, the, the success in March also feel the pain. And there was a little bit of that back to back years with the first round losses. This team, uh, they've, they've gotten through the first round. I, I don't know. I Villanova, a worthy opponent. We'll talk about them in just a second. Uh, Arkansas, Oral Roberts having great, great seasons, worthy opponents. This team doesn't seem like it could get you know, sneaked up on uh, maybe like another team could. Yeah. And I, you know, we didn't expect those other teams going into those first round games. You didn't expect them to get sneaked up on either. Right. right. So I guess it can happen. Uh, that's the definition of sneaked up on. <laughs> so, but you're right with these guys, uh, they're very mature. You know, they've been around the block a few times. Uh, I think there, there's some veteran guys and I think that helps. And it's, you know, it's Blair, you know, this uh, in March should have good guard play and to have veteran guard play. Man, you wouldn't trade that for anything, and that's exactly what we have. So we've got good team leaders on this team, and they're going to be prepared no matter who's you know te- they're teeing it up against. You know, it's Villanova on Saturday, and then whoever is next, Arkansas or ORU, they're going to be ready. So the ability to be prepared and take every game, you know, like it could be your last, and it could, I think, is a really good sign. John, what, what effect did the COVID pause have on on this team? This year, obviously, the they lost three weeks is probably as much a stretch as any of the power five programs had this year and playing fantastic basketball before that little wobbly coming out of it, but they seem to have regained their 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 strength now. Yeah, and that's that's what Pat Nunley and I watching the team, you know, coming back from that three week break. That's what we watch is are they back? 
because they were playing at a really high level before that uh, COVID pause. Uh, you know, 18 and 0 is how Baylor started this season. But then you just take, you know, whatever you do, you take three weeks off. It's going to take some time to get back to it, uh, especially, you know, for finely tuned uh, athletic uh, uh, student athletes. So it has just taken some time. We uh, uh, survived a tough game with Iowa State. First came back, could have been beaten by Iowa State right there, and then lost to Kansas. Uh, got the nice draw of playing Kansas on senior day at Allen Fieldhouse and lost that game to them, credit to Kansas. But you could just see the signs that, that it's going to take some time for them to come back. The rhythm, the, the, the defense, you know, the defense was really, really good. And it's close. Uh, the first half against Wisconsin, it was really close to back, being back. But I don't think they're there 100% yet. Uh, and, and then just the, you know, the physical side of being back also. So it's, it's taken a while. And I think they're not finished with that process yet. Interesting. Well, I was really impressed with the Wisconsin win, especially the way the Badgers had handled North Carolina in the first round. I, I thought that was a danger opponent for, for Baylor. And I know Wisconsin had had some disappointments late in, the, in its season. And after beating North Carolina the way it did, I thought, uh-oh. Uh, but, but no. And what was that, about 13 at halftime? And then um, it seems like Wisconsin got within seven or so at one point in the right. second half. And then Meyer hit the Meyer hit the big three pointer and uh, and off to the races Baylor went okay let, let's take a look at, at Saturday's game four fifteen p.m. Uh, don't have to look too far in my bracket to see what region you're what where you're headed for the region this year uh, going to Indianapolis I see so uh, <laughs> you could have done that with your eyes closed right <laughs> could have. Uh, if this had played out originally you'd be going to Memphis that's where the South yeah. Region was going to be this year oh interesting. Uh-huh. So, uh, which, you know, if it happened to be a Baylor, Arkansas final would have maybe, you know, had a lot of, uh, Razorbacks in the house. Yes. Good point. Um, so Baylor Villanova, these teams are somewhat familiar with each other. They, didn't they play a couple, just a couple years ago? Um, seems like I remember them met, meeting up. Baylor won a, it, tur- a tournament game. Exactly. You're exactly right. It was just last year. It That's seems like, yeah. it seems like it was five years ago, but it was just last year. Uh, an early season tournament at Myrtle Beach and Baylor beat Villanova in the championship. And it was a terrific game. Yeah, Baylor won 87 to 78. It was up and down the floor. Both teams played really, really well. So uh, not that long ago, just last year. And so a, a lot of our guys have played against Villanova and a lot of their guys, you know, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, you know, played and played very well against Baylor in that game. Exactly. So uh, Villanova without their point card, um, Colin Gillespie, but uh, when you know they win two NCAA tournament games, it it is a program that knows how to win in March. Obviously, with two national championships since 2016, and Jay Wright, one of the great coaches in this country. What have you seen from Villanova? Just checking out with your your game prep for the week. Right, uh, you know, I found out, and I didn't realize, didn't remember this really, but they had a long COVID break themselves. It was earlier than ours. It was uh, right about Christmas time, I think, and, and it was almost a month. I think it was five days short, or I guess it was three and a half weeks. So they had a long break themselves, came back from that, won the Big East, uh, stubbed their toe in the Big East tournament, lost to Georgetown, and have, have really played well in a couple wins over Winthrop and then North Texas uh, in the NCAA tournament so far. But, boy, losing Colin Gillespie, uh, that is a huge loss. Their point guard, really, really good, veteran guy. Uh, but it seems like they have 
kind of reinvented themselves, uh, are playing some guys that didn't have many minutes before his injury. Um, and, and seems like they have really hit their stride. Um, talking to Ryan Fannin, who's their play-by-play guy at Villanova, he said getting beat early in the Big East tournament and having some time there before the NCAA tournament was some really good practice time for them with these new parts to their team. So they're very good. And Jay Wright, obviously, is uh, you know one of the great coaches going right now. So it's going to be a tough matchup. They got another Archidiacono. Uh, yeah, another one. <laughs> after the other, after his older brother led him to the national championship a few years ago. So, okay, John, look, really appreciate you spending some time with us today, and best of luck to Baylor in the Sweet Sixteen, carrying the Big Twelve flag. I don't think any of us expected that. Um, we certainly expected Baylor to advance, but Baylor as the lone Big Twelve program to advance. Um, I think you you would agree that that was not what we thought would happen. No, didn't expect that at all. Don't, don't really want that. I mean, we'd rather have some company from the Big 12 here in the Sweet 16. But uh, Baylor's, uh, we're proud to be a part of the Big 12, proud to win the regular season championship this year. And so we hope we can keep that flag flying high over the next couple of weeks. John, great talking to you. Thank you, Blair. You too. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Hey, a big thanks to John Morris, the Assistant Athletic Director for Broadcasting at Baylor, for stopping by and talking about Scott Drew's team in the Sweet 16. Uh, Links to stories about all that we discussed on this show can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. You know what Sports Pass is, right? It's the Stars sports page online, everything you get in print, and then much, much more that doesn't appear in print. So for 99 cents a month, you can get all of that. And then after three months, it auto renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. And what a time to subscribe. The Royals are at spring training for only a few more days. Opening day is next Thursday. We're in the middle of March Madness. And of course, it is never not chief season. So much going on with free agency. So how do you get this deal? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's right, kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. If you want more than just sports coverage, check out the entire Kansas City Star product online. Sports, news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage in the E-Edition. Love that E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at count.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of those offers, send me an email, bkirkhoff at kcstar.com, and I will get you to the right place. So whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Monday with another episode.